Here is the closing Schwab market update for Friday, August 18th. The S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite ended a punishing week with small losses as investors confronted potential challenges ranging from resurgent bond yields, high borrowing costs, and an aggressively inflation-focused Federal Reserve to looming risk from overseas. On the home front, reminders of the U.S. economic resilience kept rolling in, prompting investors to wonder whether this might be too much of a good thing for a Fed determined to squash inflation. That the economy remains in such rude health after the historically sharp run-up in interest rates over the past 18 months or so is raising concerns that rates may need to stay higher for longer to finally push inflation back in the box. That could squeeze growth, sap corporate earnings, and make consumers less eager to make big purchases. Bond yields have surged in recent weeks, reflecting investor concerns about rates and the country's future growth potential. Higher yields could make bond returns more attractive relative to stocks at a time when higher yielding cash investments are already soaking up more investor dollars. And now signs of distress from China's property market and opaque financial system are raising questions about the health of the world's second biggest economy. Evergrande Group, one of the country's largest property developers, filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy protection in a U.S. court on Thursday. The reports followed weaker-than-expected economic readings from China earlier this week. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index, home to many Chinese companies, slipped into a new bear market Friday after tumbling more than 20% from its January high. Randy Frederick, Managing Director of Trading and Derivatives at the Schwab Center for Financial Research, notes that this is a lot for the market to shoulder and that the U.S. equity market was due for a pullback after turning in outsized gains during the first half of the year. After ignoring weeks of warnings intended to dampen enthusiasm, it feels like retail traders are finally getting the message, Randy says. Quote, yields are too high, stock prices have gotten ahead of themselves, earnings are flat, and China is stalling. This is not an ideal environment for unfettered bullishness, end quote. Here's where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index edged down a little less than a point to 4,369.71 and was down about 2.1% for the week. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 26 points or 0.08% to 34,500.66 and was down about 2.2% for the week. The NASDAQ composite dropped 26 points, or 0.2%, to 13,290.78 and was down about 2.6% for the week. The 10-year Treasury note yield pulled back three basis points to 4.25%. CBOE's volatility index fell 3.9% to 17.19%. Energy was a top-performing S&P market sector Friday as crude oil futures rose more than 1%. Communication services, home to such market heavyweights as Google parent Alphabet and Facebook parent Meta Platforms, was the weakest performer, followed by consumer discretionary, home to Amazon and Tesla. 
These sectors tend to do best when the economy has a clear runway for growth and interest rates are lower. The following companies had stock price moves driven by quarterly earnings, analyst ratings, or other news. Alibaba Group shares took a hit from the troubles back home in China, tumbling about 3%. Shares of other U.S.-listed Chinese companies followed suit, with search engine operator Baidu falling 3.7%, e-commerce platform JD.com shedding about 5%, tech company NetEase down at 3%, Car maker Neo losing more than 7%, online retailer PDD down nearly 3%, and automaker Xpeng dropping more than 5.5%. Applied Materials was up almost 4% after the chip maker offered an upbeat performance forecast and reported a smaller than expected dip in quarterly earnings. Lumen Brands was up more than 7% following reports that activist investors Starboard Value had built up a sizable stake in the Outback Steakhouse owner. Cisco Systems was up about 1% as the tech conglomerate added to the earnings-driven bounce from the day before. Deer fell about 5.6% on concerns about future demand for agricultural machinery in the face of weak crop prices. Investors look past the company's announcement of better-than-expected quarterly results and more optimistic full-year fiscal year forecast. Dick's Sporting Goods gained about 1.7% as investors looked ahead to its quarterly results on Tuesday. The Sporting Goods retailer is up about 21% so far this year thanks to strong sales. NVIDIA was down about 0.3% ahead of its quarterly earnings report on Wednesday, The chip designer had risen more than 200% so far this year, and investors may wonder how much more upside is possible. Palo Alto Networks rose about 1% as investors waited for the company to report quarterly results after the session ended. The cybersecurity firm has fallen about 16% in recent weeks as investors greeted the company's plan to deliver results on Friday afternoon with suspicion. Ross stores popped about 5% after reporting better-than-expected quarterly results, as the discount retailer apparently benefited from shoppers seeking bargains in a time of high inflation. Walmart rose about 1.4% after delivering better-than-expected quarterly results on Thursday and offering a more upbeat forecast. The big-box retailer appears to have been another beneficiary of discount pricing. Though earnings season is roughly 90% done, next Tuesday will feature quarterly results from across multiple sectors. Aside from Dick's Sporting Goods, we'll hear from Medtronic, Lowe's, Macy's, and Toll Brothers. Lowe's could be interesting as a follow-up to this week's Home Depot results, which showed consumers may have become cautious on making big-ticket purchases. Medtronic puts the spotlight on medical devices after the healthcare sector sagged this summer. Toll Brothers shifts focus to the luxury home market after Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway made a splash earlier this month by purchasing shares of several home-building companies. We are heading into a bit of a data vacuum as the end of August approaches. Next week brings the final University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Report for August and existing home sales and new home sales for July. 
more significant releases, including personal consumption expenditure prices and gross domestic product, aren't due out until the week of August 28th. The absence of notable data next week could give the market a bit of a respite. Futures trading indicates less than a 10% probability that the Fed will raise interest rates by another quarter point when its rate-setting committee meets again next month, up slightly from a week ago, according to the CME FedWatch tool. Investors are less sure about what might happen in November, pricing in a 34% chance of another hike then.